Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment, where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. What's up? What's up? Welcome back to Inner Bloom. You sound like a real <laughs> what? I don't. I don't know. You just amped. What's up? What's up? Like amped. Maybe amped. like a little masculine today. I'm feeling masculine today. I'm feeling nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'm feeling in my. You know what? I have. It, that's thanks for pointing that out. I've been feeling very much like, like, taking on that persona. Yeah, it is. It is masculine. Of like. I'm awesome and like mm-hmm. I'm powerful and I'm this and I'm that and all these things that um you know I feel like women particularly in the society are kind of taught not to do right it's like be agreeable and you know be uh humble and be all these things that are lovely in a way mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they also I think don't really help you when it comes to you know, showing up powerfully and in your business and and all these these other things. So today I was really feeling into that like uh, masculine energy. So I'm glad that it's coming off. Thank you. Well, I am sure glad that that you received it well. That's good. Because <laughs> I didn't mean it to be bad. I was just no, I didn't. I didn't take it to be bad. Good. I, I like that masculine energy. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm having a calm day, just peaceful, just chilling. Good. Yeah. I I don't know about you, but like, have you been having, last night I was sleeping and I woke up in the middle of the night, which doesn't usually happen. I just like woke up in my bed and I I was still kind of groggy, but I remember just, it was almost like I sat up and I looked around and I was like, something's different. And it Hmm. felt different. It was like something felt different, but I couldn't figure. I mean, that's just a weird thing to just wake up at like 3 a.m. and be like, something feels different. Yeah, that is interesting. But it was just this like knowing that something's different. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure what's going on. Maybe some weird timeline was clear. I don't know. But it was Hmm. just this feeling of like something has changed and it felt exciting. So... Well, that's exciting. I woke up at three, roughly three in the morning, but it was oh. a different reason. It was because my husband fell asleep on the couch. And a lot of the times if I wake up in the middle of the night and he's not there, I'm like, where is he? Is yeah. he okay? What's going on? <laughs> so I just woke him up and was like, come on, come to bed. I, I do. Does your husband like love to sleep on the couch versus like, yeah. Mine does too. I'm like, let's get in bed and we can lay down and we have a TV in our bedroom. So like, yeah. let's go in there and watch like, TV. He's like, no, I think we've talked about this in the podcast. He's like, no, no. And I'm like, I don't understand. It's so much more comfortable in there. What's, what's the difference? Yeah. I'm the same way. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand why you want to fall asleep on the couch. Like the couch is comfy. Yeah, I agree. But like not as comfy as our bed. Yeah. So 
I think it has to do with just the ending. It's like, oh, no, when we go to the bedroom, it's really the end of the day or it's really, like, about starting the next day. It's like resigning. You're like, I will not (laughs) resign. (laughs) It's like when a child refuses to go to bed. Yes, exactly. Which was me. Did I tell you about – did I tell you about how when I was, what grade was I in? I was in either like third, fourth, or fifth grade, and I wrote a poem that I won the poetry contest at my school, and uh, the poem was like, I don't want to go to bed or something, and it was all, the poem was from my perspective of like all the excuses I would give my mom if she tried to get me to go to bed. It was like one excuse after another, after another, after another of like, I'm never going to bed. You can't make me go to bed. It was so funny. That sounds really cute. Oh my gosh, you yeah. should find that. I think I have it. Go I think it. I have it here. I'll find it. I'll find That's it. I'll read it on the next cute. episode. It sounds super cute. Have you ever heard um, just uh, just go the fuck to bed? I is it's like a children's book that was written by an adult. It's a children's book that well, it's not really a child's book, but it's supposed to be a children's book. But it like it looks is, like a children's book, but it's like for yeah, adults. yeah, yeah. But it's for adults <laughs> and. Um, uh, I believe they have all these different celebrities that read it. It's yeah. so funny. Oh I, yeah, I think I saw someone reading it. That's so cute. I love that. That's funny. Um, well, speaking of that, it's kind of plays into our topic today, right? Because it's like when I think about being a little kid being like, no, I don't want to go to bed. It's like, you know, like bed is actually what they need. Bed is actually um, helpful. Bed helps like them reset and but it's like this avoidance of this thing that you think is painful right or this thing that you think is not um like you don't want to do but it's actually the best thing for you right Mm. yeah definitely so we were talking today and um one of the things that i brought up is um really avoiding getting close to people or really depending upon other people uh, to avoid the pain, consciously, subconsciously, whatever's appropriate for you, everybody's different. But it's this interesting idea that Alexa is bringing up of avoiding the inevitable. You're going to get hurt eventually. You've got to go to sleep eventually. So um, it's an interesting idea and it's self-preservation, obviously, because we all want to we don't want to be hurt. We don't, we want to survive. Um, and sometimes what we're avoiding is what we need the most because it doesn't necessarily have to hurt, but you do need other people. It's now, I know we already talked about this before recording, but as I'm hearing you talk about it, I'm like thinking, wow, this is so interesting because this came up in my reality earlier today during my meditation of I was thinking about um, when I was younger, I I had a situation happen today that really triggered an old feeling. And I was like, what does this remind me of? And I was like, oh, it it makes me feel like when I liked someone when I was little, like I was in elementary school or middle school, I had a crush on someone. And or maybe even high school, we would be like texting or something. And then they wouldn't like we'd be good. And then I'd say something and then like they wouldn't respond in this feeling of like, oh, no, what did I do? They don't like me. I messed up. They're rejecting me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I started to really think about my whole childhood story about being rejected by people and not being loved by the people that I loved or wanted attention from. And I felt like I was shown today how, no, actually, you were terrified to let people love you. You were the one who did not love you. 
Like Mm. you, yes, other people showed up to manifest that and be a reflection of that for sure. But truthfully, it was always me who was, I was thinking about the people that I had crushes on. And looking back, I'm like, what what the hell were you doing? I was, it was like crushing on a movie star. It was like having a crush on the most attractive, most popular person in the entire school when I like barely spoke words to anybody, right? Yeah. Which is automatically a way to just set it up as like, oh, I'm being rejected all the time or I this is so, I'm not loved, I'm not noticed, all these things. And then I was seeing how actually when people would come close to me and show attention to me, I wouldn't want those people. And so I felt like I was just being shown how, no, actually this whole time you didn't love you. And because you didn't love you, you wouldn't let anyone else love you. And then you created this narrative that um, nobody loves you and people reject you. And and you never let anyone close enough to you to get, prove that that was wrong. Right? Mm-hmm. Because what you said, mm-hmm. not wanting to get hurt. Meanwhile, the whole time that you're creating this other narrative, you're actually hurting a lot, which is the irony of the thing. You know, yeah. you push people away so that they don't hurt you, but at the same time, you're being hurt constantly in a whole different way because you're not allowing yourself to receive the thing that you truly deserve and want. I mean, this goes into like so many other aspects, I feel like, of life. Um, For example, not wanting to leave your job because uh, you're afraid that you won't be able to find something as good, but what you're really afraid of is you'll be unhappy and poor. Meanwhile, you're already unhappy and poor. So it's like, it's like you're in pain, but you don't want to let people close to you because you don't want to be in pain, but you're, you're already there. And it's hard to understand that and see that unless you really look at like the broader perspective and you really kind of start to question everything around you of why do I feel this way? So I think that's really important to do that. Or, or what is this showing me? Why is this reflecting in my reality right now? Um, because as Alex and I were talking, it's really interesting how different dynamics work and how different, um, I've said this on the podcast before, something that I used to do a lot is I used to tell people when I first met them, like my sad story or all the like bad parts about me as a way to be like, go away, stay away from me. And then when they did, I would be like, see, I knew they were shitty people and I would leave. And I would be like, well, you left, you, you left me first, you know? Mm. Um, and it wasn't until I was in my late twenties that I realized what I was doing, you know, that I realized what was actually happening. And if you look at this in a scientific way, So I was actually having a really interesting conversation with someone this weekend that works with the parasympathetic sympathetic nervous system, and that's your fight and flight response, okay? So what happens to your brain as you're a child, if you live in a house that's chaotic, that you're always in that fight and flight response, that's how you develop those coping strategies. And so when you're not in that fight and flight response or parasympathetic nervous system, you are feeling like something is wrong, something is going to happen, something's wrong with me. And so you create that chaos to get your adrenaline spiked back up so you can feel normal because that's how you know how to cope. And I thought, 
it makes so much sense. It feels almost like a duh to me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think in a lot of ways, even if you don't understand like how the brain develops and the chemistry of human beings and how we operate on a chemical level, we understand that I'm creating chaos in my in my life, but why am I doing that, right? Or I'm unhappy and I can't seem to just be content and happy, right? Mm-hmm. And so then when someone says to me, well, when you're a child, you learn how to develop coping strategies. And if you've always done that only in that really heightened adrenaline state, then it, it totally makes sense. So you're learning new coping strategies as you're an adult. And part of that is understanding that, hey, if I let this person in, I might get hurt. I probably I probably will get hurt. And that's okay. I think that's the that you said that to me this morning. And that is like, I think the key takeaway here, because it kind of blew my mind when I heard you say it. It's like, to just say to yourself, yeah, what if it's a I might get hurt and is that okay? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay if I try something and I get hurt. It's okay if I open up to someone and I get hurt. That's okay. You know, I think that's like a part of life and we try so hard everything we do from self-sabotage to um I mean, well really every self-sabotage thing we do, it's genuinely because we just don't want to get hurt right? Mm -hmm. We're trying to protect ourselves. And it's this really inane thing. If you think about it, like it's like a, like we were talking about, because in the process, you're so sad, you're so hurt, you're so stuck, you're so tired, you're so unfulfilled. And that is Mm -hmm. the same thing as being hurt. So, you know, it's this new concept of saying it. And I think what you're alluding to is more than it's okay to get hurt. It's if I get hurt, I will survive. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really important because there's so many things that people want to do that they never do because they're afraid of what what might happen. But it's like if you have this new belief in uh, installed in your head, right, that it's like, yeah, I might try and I might fail. I might try and I might get hurt, but I'm going to be OK and I'll rise above it. It feels more like this thrill-seeking challenge. It's like exciting, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think of Sarah Blakely who started Spanx, uh, that Mm -hmm. company. We played Mm -hmm. this audio clip a long time ago on this podcast, but she talked about her story is so amazing because when she was little, her dad, he changed her whole, the whole belief system around failing to her. And that truly made her who she is. So basically, as she was growing up, he would encourage her to fail at something every day. And every day at the dinner table, he'd ask her, Sarah, what did you fail at today? And if she didn't have something, he'd actually be really disappointed in her. Because to him, it was like, if failing just means you tried. You just tried. Mm-hmm. And that's that's yeah. life. So she learned to just go out there and and do things and failing was like celebrated, you know? And I really think that's one of the, I I think about that all the time. I'm like, I want to do that with my kids. Like I can, it's, I I want to see the effect that that has on someone. Because to me, when I was growing up, oh my God, failure was death. And also I always wanted my parents to, I, I felt like love was when I had something to tell my parents that I succeeded at. You know what I mean? So, Mm, yeah, what I say to my kids, um, someone said it to me and it really stuck with me. I say to them, when they show me something, because it's a natural reaction to seek your parental, um, 
your parent or your caregiver to seek them for approval. Yeah. And so when they show me something they did or whatever, I say, are you proud of yourself? And they say, yeah. And I say, you should be. And that's it. Mm. There's no like, I'm so proud of you or I'm really disappointed. Sometimes yeah. I say that, but that's a different situation. <laughs> um, but there's, there's like my approval really shouldn't matter. And my teenager is a really good example of how my approval does not really matter, which is mm. great. That's, that's really good. He's making his own choices and his own decisions. And he's really questioning why I do things with respect, you know, and questioning the world around him. And I really like that. Yeah, totally. That's great. One out of three is not bad, right? No, I'm just no. I'm joking. <laughs> the others, I'm joking when I say that. But um, the other thing I wanted to share is something that Leah Liebler said to me. Love her so much. Love you, Leah. Um, By the way, quick shout out for Leah. She just redid my entire website and I my jaw dropped on the floor when I saw what she did. She is incredible. I want to check it out. If you guys don't know her, Leah, uh, she's our sister. She helps us run our po- um, run our retreats. She does our social media. She does the branding and the website design for like many people that we know, people in the spiritual realm. She just really understands spiritual women and brands. Um, mm-hmm. And she she did my new logo, Ambie's new logo, and she just re- she redid our website and she just redid my website and it's like a whole other world. I love it, actually. I'm on there See right it? now. Ooh, it looks good, girl. It's I pretty like awesome. It. So if you're looking for web design or branding or a logo or anything like that, check out Leah. Uh, she's amazing. I Go love ahead. that. That is amazing. Okay. All right. Okay. Hold on. Time out. Let me get back to you because I got to see you on the <laughs> website. Okay. Um, so anyways, I was on the phone with Leah Liebler a while ago and I said, um, I just don't know if I want to do this because I don't think this person would do it for me. Right. Mm. And she said, well, that's not why you do things. You do nice things for people because you're a nice person, not because you expect them to reciprocate the same thing for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little embarrassed and to say that that kind of rocked my world because I had always, and you know, we see memes and we see people say it all the time of don't give more of yourself, you know, to people that won't do the same for you essentially. Mm -hmm. And she was really challenging that, that idea and that perspective. And what I really thought about is what I do for people, not to the point of feeling bad and feeling drained and feeling like they're using me, right? But doing things for people, not because you think that if they were in the same situation, they would do it for you, but because you genuinely like it. It genuinely makes you feel good to, um, you know, do that that thing for that person, give that thing to that person, listen to them in their time of need, things like that. And so I just love the idea of being a good person to be a good person and not being a good person to try to get something out of it. Because even on like a like an underlying level, it feels icky. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, and I think like being a good person too, that's like very subjective, right? And that's why yeah. it gets so confusing if you're a someone who, like you're saying you have been, right, who operates by saying like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to give my all to this person and expecting in the background that that's going to come right back to you and then realizing, wait, they're not doing it for me and then making all these assumptions of like, they don't like me, they don't, they don't value me, they yeah. suck, all these things. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, what it always truly is, is just a difference in perspectives of what makes a good person. And also, some people are just are not like in that headspace at all, right? Um, but but even when people are, it's like everybody kind of has a right idea of like how, what a good person does and what's right in the situation from their perspective. And so I think going back to what you said, Ambie, it's really about, like you said, it's like doing doing what you want to do for people because it makes you feel good, but also because mm-hmm. like that's what resonates with, that's who you are. Yeah. That's who you are. Yeah. And that's how you operate. And it doesn't matter if other people aren't operating like that, although it can hurt for sure, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, like it's fulfilling for you because that's what makes you you, you know? And also going into um, people's love languages and your expectations of people. Oh, yeah. So, for example, my love language, I don't really remember what my love language is. I think words of affirmation. I don't remember. But um, I, oh, this is a good example. I hate cards. I hate them. Like, I actually get really triggered by cards. My husband hates them, too. He's like, why? Did, why? And my parents are like, if you don't get me a card, like, what? Like they are so offended. So that is a great example. Cards are a really good example because to some people, it's a big deal. And it's rude if you don't give a card, if you give a gift without a card. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm looking at it like you just wasted $5. I like, think that's why, true. Why are you doing that? I'm so glad we're having this conversation. Anyway. <laughs> I was because thinking that I too because to like, I got you a gift and I was like, I did not give her a card. Whoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so my point here though, is that some people can look at that and go, oh, you don't really care about me because you didn't get me a card. Or some people can not even mm-hmm. think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the expectation of how you have for what you have for that person. And then also how you receive things, obviously, because you are the writer, director and movie star in your own movie. But it's really interesting or like um, I'm really not good with birthdays. Like they're just not my thing. Like I try. Yeah, I try, but I I don't know. I give too much pressure. I would like too there's much pressure. so much pressure. There's yeah. so much pressure. Um, and so I've had a lot of times, I've had a lot of friends that'll be like, just don't get me anything. And I'm like, wow, okay, damn. (laughs) Like after you've given a gift one year, they're like, just Just hold on to it. I'm like, damn, okay, that's cool. (laughs) So, so it's, it's interesting how everybody receives information and how everybody feels valued, how everybody feels important. And that, see, what you're speaking to is that is why it's so important to communicate. And that is what, like, our society has been very terrible at, Mm -hmm. in general, terrible Mm -hmm. at communication 
um, authentic communication, right? Like maybe we've communicated, but it has not been from a place of like a nonviolent communication, productive communication, communication with the intention of understanding and growing together and feeling seen and heard. You know, like that's a new thing on this planet, it feels like. And um, and I feel like it's like it's so easy to misinterpret, like you said, people's actions or their intentions. You just see it from your lens and how you think, for example, the card, right? You're seeing it from your perspective and you're assuming a lot. And then if you don't actually have that communication, which is I feel like what's happened so much in the past. You just go on carrying a resentment and you might not even know what it's from. You might forget that it's about that card, but you might be saying that person doesn't care about me. And Mm. that's why it's truly so important. I feel like especially as we move forward into this new earth, you know what I mean? Like it is all about communication because you're never going to make everyone happy. You're never going to do all the things that make someone feel seen. And you're going to take action from your place of perspective and understanding. And that's going to piss people off. Some people that you love, you know what I mean? And if you want to maintain your relationships, it's going to require authentic communication and authentic communication from the person who's pissed off, you know? Yeah, and authentic communication of of saying, you know what, I just can't really receive this right now. I can't hear you. I'm not listening right now. Like I did last night, like I have a headache and I'm not really here, right? Yeah. Um. And there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean that I didn't want to talk to you. It wasn't yeah. personal to you. It was, I'm in my own shit, right? And it was, um, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say in that, for in that example, that was actually really helpful because if you had not said, I have a headache, I got to go or whatever, like I'm not feeling up to it. Can we do this tomorrow? We would have gone on and it would have been a miserable my dog is barking at something. Sorry. It would have been a miserable experience for the two of us, right? Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have understood why you were not being 100% or f- like subconsciously resentful. Yeah. Do you want to go check on your dog? Go ahead. Speak. I'll mute myself and you you speak. Okay. <laughs> um, but the other thing going into this is like love languages and I think that's really important for expectations. So for example, my daughter's love language is acts of service. So I might like clean her room for her. And that's not necessarily, um, I don't feel like that's not teaching her how to be clean or anything like that. I think that's a nice gesture that she'll really appreciate because she really enjoys that. Where my youngest child, his um, love language is physical touch. And so he might want to snuggle and sit on the couch and cuddle and things like that, um, where my oldest child does not like physical touch at all. His love language is more of like um, words of affirmation, things of that nature. And so, and that totally makes sense because when I say things to him, like, um, I don't know, different criticisms that could be interpreted that way or anything like that. I think we all do that whether we intend to or not. He really internalizes that. And that is um, something that you should be aware of as you're watching people. And obviously, we're not going to know what everybody's love language is all the time. But I think it's important that when, like, if Alexa was offended by me saying, I've got to go, I've got a headache. If she was offended by that, right, or upset about it, it's not me saying, well, you're being ridiculous right now because I have a headache. It's me saying, okay, I understand that you're upset and I get that, but I really need to go right now and you can be upset 
that's your right and that's how you feel, you can be upset. Because I think when we try to say you're being ridiculous, you're, be, oh, you're being dramatic, not only is the gaslighting, but it's also you're trying to make the situation okay. You're trying to make everybody not in pain because that's what we've been conditioned to do for such a long time. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So um, everybody's – well, first of all, let's back up. Amber Littlejohn, what a cool last name if that's your real last name, Littlejohn, uh, said, cards, one of the biggest tiffs ever between me and my best friend. Cards to me are pointless. To her, they are more important than a gift. Mm-hmm. Stephanie says, amen, no one listens. Liz says, I totally get that. My kids are totally different in their love languages as well. Carista says, wow, Carista. Liz says, that's super hard for me too. Yeah. Hi, Shira. Shira says, same. I think this is really, really, this is like a really beautiful topic and it's it's a really important thing to think about, especially as we move into the holidays. Because oh, the holidays yes. are time for uh, where family is coming together more and, you know, old energy is kind of like coming back around and there's likely to be more, I think, like misunderstandings or triggers. And truly, like the, the way to resolve any misunderstanding is, is just to communicate and say like, hey, I feel weird or like, hey, I don't want to fight with you or hey, like. I don't know why this is this way right now, but I love you, you know, and really mm-hmm. to come back to the intention of just love and connection. And I think that really can resolve so many things. Um, and also just to piggyback off that real quick. Yeah. Maybe it's not a misunderstanding. Maybe your family's a dick. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Or maybe you're a dick. That's okay too. But it's about hearing you hurt my feelings or saying you hurt my feelings, whatever the case is, either way, and not expecting the person to make it okay. You don't need that person to change in your life that it's okay if you're in pain, that it's okay if you're hurt, that it's okay if you're not okay, right? Because I think that when we were afraid to speak up because it might be weird or it might cause pain, yeah, it probably will. Probably will, especially if someone in the family is an asshole and they don't know how to communicate. I, I keep saying it because it's funny and it's lightning in the mirror. Yeah. They don't know how to communicate well with how they're feeling. They don't know how to communicate their thoughts. These are things that are not typically taught, especially if you look at older generations of our grandparents or our parents. They were never taught these skills. And so it's very difficult to get outside of your perspective and see, okay, grandma doesn't know how to verbalize this. Mom doesn't know how to verbalize this. They're literally attacking me right now because they're a scared child and they don't know how to receive the information. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, awesome. Well, speak. it sounds like it looks like this is resonating with everybody. Everybody on Facebook is like your last statement and be hit hard. Liz says, it's hard for me to let people be in their stuff. Stephanie feels like, I feel like people don't allow themselves to feel, then they practice toxic positivity. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And that's really the importance of taking responsibility for your own emotions as well and um, processing what you have to process, you know, because that's all you can do. All you can do is take responsibility for yourself, communicate authentically, but 
work on healing your own stuff, you know, and, and in doing so truly what I've seen through tapping, like my tapping with people is that if you have like an issue with your mom and your mom like will not talk or get help about it or like will not take responsibility for their side, a really magical thing happens when you do your work on that piece of the situation, not involving them at all. Just doing your own work, your own processing on your resentment, on your anger, on feeling unseen, feeling unheard, whatever it is that's lingering there. When you process what's stuck within you about that and you release that energy and transmute that energy, literally that changes whatever's going on with your mom. I'm not saying it makes it all better overnight, although I have seen uh, really miraculous things happen. But what it does is it really changes things. It releases you from feeling, um, you know, I don't know, still stuck within that dynamic. And that really releases the energy to become something new. And so, you know, this has really been a theme coming up for me today of um, it's truly like heal yourself, heal the world. You know what I mean? Just take responsibility for yourself and that's all you can do. And, um, you know, move forward and just be the best version of you that you can be and be the most authentic version of you that you can be. Um, Liz says you can change your story. Yes, mm-hmm. you can. Um, I wanted to move into, uh, speaking of the holidays, I wanted to move into a couple announcements that we had. Is that cool, Amy, or did you have anything else to say? Nope, that's cool. Sounds good. Sweet. Do it. Um, cool. So a couple things. One is that, well, actually, sorry. Today, when this is coming out, will be Wednesday. If you're on Facebook Live, it's Tuesday. And uh, it, um, you're catching a sneak peek of this. But our, te- our seven-day Frequency of Fun Challenge is officially starting on Wednesday, day Yay! one. So if you guys are signed up for that, then you'll be getting an email. And uh, you'll be receiving the first task today, the first fun challenge um, today. So uh, if you want to become a part of that, if you want to join in, then um, just click the link in the show notes of this episode and you'll just enter your email and you'll have the link to join the Facebook group. And it's going to be really, really fun where we just recorded all the uh, tasks last night. We're super excited about it. So yeah, join in if you feel called. Um, we also, for the holidays, we really want to, there's so many small businesses in our listener community. There's so many people who, you know, are healers or sell things or just they have services or goods. And, you know, we really want to support this community, especially during the holidays, since, you know, everybody, this is the time to buy, right? This is the time when everyone's shopping and everyone's looking for gifts. And so why not support this community of, of inner bloomers and, and like-minded individuals? So um, what we want to do is if you are someone who has either a service or a good, that has to do with this community at all that you want to um, promote for the holidays, um, whether you have like a special sale going on or just, you know, your regular services, um, shoot us an email because what we're going to do is we're actually going to list all of these services on a page on our website. We're going to organize them and link them all together so that, um, you know, we can just promote that for the next month or so. And, uh, you know, you'll be able to see other people in this community that you can support. Um, yay. yay. Um, and 
if you are one of those people who has a product, specifically a product, um, mm-hmm. and you want to be listed and you want to donate a few products to us, we are actually going to be doing a giveaway with some of the products in this community um, for the holidays. So uh, let us know if you would like to be a part of that. Uh, in your email, you can email innerbloompodcast at gmail.com. And um, and then I, Ambie, anything else? Because I have an announcement I want to make for... Um, I'll make the announcement after you. Go ahead. Okay, cool. So um, I just, I haven't even announced this yet, um, but I just created this literally yesterday. I'm doing a special on tapping um, for the holidays. It's, it's, I don't even know, I'm, I'm only offering three of these and one of these was already purchased. Um, so there's two left, but essentially I'm offering a year long tapping package. Um, Damn. 12, yeah, 12 taps. So one tap a month, um, for 12 months. Um, and this is going to be, there's $500 off. So it's $2,500 instead of 3000 $3,000, which is what it would be if it was full price. And I'm throwing in um, a couple bonuses. One, I'm going to give you free access to my mini self-sabotage course that I'm in the process of creating. And um, also, and I thought this was really fun around the holidays too, I'm going to give you a free tapping session to give to someone of your choice, which I thought would be really fun. Because oh, like, nice. I meet a lot of people who are like, oh, I want this person to tap or I wish this person, you know? And so I think it would yeah. just be really nice and in the spirit. So anyway, I'm only doing three of these. I just sold one this morning. Um, so there's two left um, and I'll link that in the show notes or you can reach out to me if you have questions about that. But this is really for someone who knows that tapping like does them really good and they know they're going to invest in it and mm. you know it's going to give you a, a discount if you save yourself right $500 yeah, yeah it's a lot yeah. of savings thank you yeah thank you what's your announcement um my thing is I'm going to be taking um two more students by the end of the year so if you are interested in if you think you are intuitive you want to grow your psychic mediumship channeling um any of those abilities, go to my website. You can book there. Um, I am starting tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to be running a 30% off promotion on everything. That includes merchandise. That includes, um, except for the t-shirt of AOC. That's a different situation. But um, that includes classes, everything. So if there's a reading, if you want to do classes, anything like that, tonight you will get 30% off for the holidays because I always like to do that so people can talk to their loved ones for Thanksgiving and such. That is huge. 30%. Woo. Awesome. I did 50% one time and I was sold out for two months in like an hour. And I was like, okay, that's too much. That's (laughs) too much. Reel it back. (laughs) Um, wait, is there, they just go on your website? They go on my website. Actually, let's do a promo code. Let's do bloom. B-L-O-O-M. No capitals. Bloom. Bloom. I'm going to write that down, but it's got to be after nine o'clock PM tonight. Okay, cool. So, yep. You can find the links to all of that in our show notes. All the fun holiday magic. So many announcements. Um, yep. So... Perfect. 
Well, thank all of you for tuning in. Um, It's so nice to see you guys on Facebook. Hi, everybody. Thank you for being here. Um, And uh, oh, wait, can I say one more thing? Yes. Yeah, it sounds like you have one more thing too. (laughs) Okay, so um, I have a shirt that I'm really excited about. Go to my website, check it out. Um, It is a picture or a profile picture of what looks like AOC. And a quote on there that she says, um, and all of the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds of this shirt are going to her campaign. 100%. So if you like her, if you want to support her, if you want a shirt that's like pretty badass, pretty fun, um, check that out. And that is my last announcement. What's your announcement, Alexa? No, I just realized my announcement will be at the next episode. It's... It's a forthcoming announcement. So stay Ooh, exciting. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to join our fun challenge. Um, and uh, yeah, we will be back. Oh, we'll be back for another episode this week with a very special guest. You'll have to tune in to see who it is, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> you know who it is, Amy. I know who it is. Okay. She's amazing. And um, she's a boss mom and a boss woman in general. Don't and give too much I'm away. Excited. That's it. That's all I was going to say. That's <laughs> all, all right. I was going to say. All right. We love you guys. Until next time, keep on blooming. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.